When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Friday and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-Backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX. This guy is your, your, your vice mayor, your thunderstick, your journalist extraordinaire, the one and only Jesse Friedman. And of course, we are thrilled to be joined. And I'm by, just here for the ride. Yeah, she's here for the ride. <laughs> she's our photographer extraordinaire. It's the one and only Danielle Cortez. Danielle, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I am honored to be here with the mayor. Oh, well, listen. <laughs> and the vice mayor. And the vice mayor. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Of course. I'm making it all about you all. <laughs> this uh, is the first time I've ever been on a show with Danielle. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Somehow, You're I, welcome I, in. Danielle's like usually my replacement when I'm on. Right. So, As a so matter welcome. of fact, when he found out Danielle was coming on, he was like, oh, do I still come in? Yeah, he's still coming. That means I'm not supposed to be here, right? <laughs> uh, of course, we are brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. We actually have some Arizona Diamondbacks news, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen. The Arizona Diamondbacks announced yesterday uh, their gold glove finalists uh, on the team. They have four, but three that are still currently on the team. Uh, shout out to David Peralta, the freight train, for getting the... Uh, what is it? The the finalist nominee for left field. We also have Alex in Thomas. the National League too. in the National League, so <laughs> which is kind of weird because he no longer plays play in the National anymore. League, but he played more games with the D backs than he did with the Rays. That's so what I, I guess, was going to say. Is that I what guess, it boils down? Yeah, to? Yeah, I think that's I think played? that's how it works. That yeah. happened with Zach Greinke too. If I remember right, when they traded him to yeah oh, to, to Houston, Astros. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah still, he still right. got it with the D backs. So we also have uh, Alec Thomas in center field, of course. Uh, the guy that has all the tools, Dalton Varsho, gets nominated not for one position, but for two. Because, of course, Dalton Varsho nominated for right field and and uh, for our special favorite new award, the, the Super Utility Award, which we know he's going to take because, of course, Dalton Varsho has all the tools. And hey. lastly, uh, Christian Walker <laughs> nominated for first base, which we've talked about all season long. Uh, he led the league, uh, all first basemen in defensive runs saved, as well as was pretty much at the top of MLB in defensive run save for any position. Are we sure that Dalton Varsho shouldn't be nominated for like third base or yes. second? <laughs> no, like no, 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 give him for everything. Like make him a final. Yeah, like, even everything. if he didn't play there, like he yeah. probably would have been an elite defender I mean, at that position. So I, I feel like his defense is strong enough at other positions that it should carry over. I feel like, like it's, I think he'll play good third. Yeah, it, feels, it feels yeah, like a yeah. like a college football preseason poll. Right. Right. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm favorite. Like it sounds like they'll be good, right? Uh, <laughs> if, just give if it he to played him. second, he'd have like 20 defensive runs. <laughs> so give it to him there too. Don Varsho, unfortunately, I don't want to rain on the parade oh, here. Here he but comes. Here I come. Well, actually, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, me. I think Tommy Edmond is going to win the the utility spot. Oh, come um, on, Tommy Edmond. Tommy Edmond plays both second base and shortstop, and I think the fact that Dalton Varsho has played so much right field 
right field just maybe not being quite as valuable a defensive position as like those spots up the middle sir um, right field center field catcher, catcher. yeah catcher. yeah <laughs> yeah i know yeah i mean he's he's doing it all uh tommy edmund uh, i don't think he's a catcher like dalton varsho is dalton varsho does indeed have all the tools but when it comes down to looking at the numbers i think tommy edmund probably uh probably has the upper hand Dalton Varsho in right field, it's it's wild. Uh, Mookie Betts has logged literally more than twice as many innings in right field as Dalton Varsho, and yet they're like neck and neck in terms of the defensive metrics. Um, so yeah, Dalton Varsho has been just as valuable as Mookie Betts in half of the reps, basically in right field. So that one's close. He hasn't. I think it's like 500 innings he's played in right field uh, this year, which is not a lot. Uh, it's pretty rare. I don't know if it's ever happened that someone has won a Gold Glove Award at a position where they played that few innings. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the obstacle for him there. But there is a case to be made. The, the numbers in right field are insane. What about Christian Walker's chance at winning uh, first base? I, I feel like he probably has the best chance of any of uh, the players listed as yeah. being actual Gold glove winner? I feel like he has to be the lock, yeah. right? I mean, you just watch. I don't have the numbers in front of me. If he doesn't win, we riot. But yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, there's yeah. there's no, I mean, Goldie. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he's taking a step back defensively, right? Yeah, right. I mean, you watch yeah. the games, you get the, like, he's he's not, I mean, he's still Paul Goldfit, right? But right. like, he's not the Goldie that we had here. Um, Matt Olson, perennial, like, Gold glove finalist always, but Christian yeah, Walker good. has just been so much yeah. better than every, not just the National League, American League, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, um, he's the best. He is first just baseman. by far the best first baseman. It's really interesting to me that you know this is his what third Gold Glove nomination yeah. final. Um, yeah. for a guy who had a who had a reputation coming up into the and like his career as a liability on defense. Yeah. Um. Well, Goldschmidt wasn't highly thought of defensively yeah, either. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big part of it is when he doesn't play first base, you realize how much we take him over there for granted. His ability to make some of those grabs look easy, his ability to stretch, just his defense in general over there playing, you know, the position, right? But, uh, yeah, he he kind of does it quietly in a way that is easy to forget how good (laughs) he actually is. But he leads uh, the league in, in a you defensive category yeah and well i mean first base is kind of like a forgotten position right yeah, you don't yeah, really think yeah. if you yeah. have a good first baseman you don't think about it right yeah, the only time you like think Grady. about first base is Grady. he, like, bad first yeah, yeah. he catches the ball he can move like two feet to his right, right. two feet to his left uh yeah christian christian walker this year this is it's honestly insane so he has 17 defensive runs saved next highest mark for a first baseman is six <laughs> Christian Walker has 17. Ridiculous. So if he doesn't Almost win, three times. the system is yeah, utterly it's flawed. broken. It's flawed <laughs> and, and will never be repaired. Uh, I, I think that there is something to be said about the, the outfield getting nominated the way they did. David Peralta, as Michael McDermott talked about in the comments, said that, uh, that Peralta should win his gold glove. He's the only good defender in left field of the group. I think that, you know, honestly, there's a good chance that Varsho wins it in right field based on maybe not the amount of time, like you said, Jesse, not the amount of time that he played there, but what he's done like overall. If he doesn't win that utility award, he should kind of get credited for his defense in center field as well as right field for that right field award. That's my opinion. Yeah, I don't. It's just so weird. Varsho yeah. has been like he's moved around so much that yeah. it's hard for him to, to win an award. But um, yeah, I don't know if I feel quite as confident as Michael that Varsho will win in right field, but 
the the case is there. It's just a matter of like, are you going to let someone who played 500 innings in right field win that award? If you're comfortable doing that, then I think he should win it. So, Do you we'll think see. they missed on anybody being nominated as a finalist on the Diamondbacks team defensively? On the Diamondbacks, I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I don't really see anyone else as being the D-backs defensively are are almost a little bit top heavy. Like they have a few elite defenders, and a lot of the other guys don't actually grade out that well defensively. Um, so Emmanuel Rivera was really good at third base, but there's just not enough of a sample there for him to for him to qualify. Right. There's also guys like Manny Machado. Who play third base in the National League? That might be an issue. Bit of an obstacle there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think anyone got snubbed. Zach Davies and Zach Gallon are both good defenders on sure. the mound. Sure. Um, so I wouldn't have been shocked to see them in there. I'm not sure the numbers necessarily favor that though. So I don't think there's any egregious snubs uh, on that front. Yeah, I would I would have said both the Zachs in the rotation as well. Um, but I don't think they're good enough to. Yeah. Warrant a finalist. Yeah. Not yeah. right. They're not. They're not Zach Granke. Yeah. Who's yeah. The, the ultimate Zach. The, the, the other Zach. The other The King Zach. He's King Zach. <laughs> uh, just like uh, Austin Nola is King Brother, he is King Zach. Uh, I will say this: next year we're gonna see Corbin Carroll yeah. here. Yeah, we are, baby. Yeah, man. I think, and that's like one thing. Like you said, you brought up. I think it's one of the things. If if you want to say that hampered anybody's ability to be nominated that weren't nominated, it's the amount of time they had either on this team, on the main main right. roster, or just in their position. Yeah, yeah. And I, one thing that we, we didn't talk about, how crazy it might be that somebody will win two gold gloves in one year. <laughs> we ever think about, about Dal- that? Dalton Barsha? Yeah, Dalton yeah, Barsha could uh, win. Hey. We're talking about, hey. like, should he win at either of these? <sighs> yeah, probably. Jesse, Maybe. That's like, Jesse oh, doesn't believe he's going to no, win. He doesn't well, either, like, but there's a like, possibility that he wins about. two gold gloves. How cool is that? Do you think they have a rule built in where you can only, like, you can be nominated for multiple, but you can't win multiple? No. That would be I no. don't know the yeah, answer. I can't, ima- I can't imagine. Probably not. I don't know. We're going to find out. Because maybe next year Dalton Varsho could like win three of them. Yes. <laughs> like like yes. center field, right field, yes. and utility. Just have to silver slugger. Let's just focus in on two solid positions that he can Silver win, Slugger, Cy and Young. And also the get the utility award, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, the moment that Dalton Varsho wins a Cy Young award, <laughs> yeah, all the that's, tools. That's when we know we've maybe got a little too tools. far. Elizabeth says if Varsho wins both, he has all the tools and all the hardware. <laughs> so that's that's the way that works. So that's exciting. Uh and I'm very excited to see uh of course. All of you guys here with us today, make sure if you haven't done so already to sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com. Uh, make sure uh, to get either an annual membership. You get a free t-shirt like the good boy Cody the Coyote over here on the wall or any shirt that you want from the phnxlocker.com uh, or you get your month-to-month membership and you will get your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, we will give you uh, members-only access to our Discord, which is really worth the price of admission alone i mean i i think i got kicked out of that chat i can't even get back into it because you guys just took it over and usurped me as mayor but it's fine i i deserve it uh you can also get members only access to some of our events as well as members only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com if you're watching us right now here on the phnx sports youtube channel we thank you guys for joining us make sure to subscribe to the channel and sign up for notifications that way you don't miss when any of our shows go live Also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there. Uh, Leave us a review, whatever you feel Jesse deserves. Um, And we'll just credit all reviews (laughs) to Jesse. I'm a five-star guy. He's a five-star man. He's a five-star man. Five-star vice Uh, mayor. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, Of course, we have more to talk about within the Arizona Diamondbacks organization. But before we do that, 
uh, we want to do a little thing we call spying on our exes around these parts because we found some very interesting uh, information about a player that we did not know was still playing, folks. We did not know this man. I'm going to turn it. I'm going to get my hat on properly for this. <laughs> Let's go. Fernando Rodney still plays baseball, folks. I don't know if you knew that. We didn't. But, yes, Fernando Rodney, the ageless wonder. We talk about uh, Justin Verlander being an ageless wonder. My God, this man is almost going to be 46 years old, and he is still playing uh, not only in the uh, in the Mexican League, but he is currently playing in the Dominican Winter League. Uh, he does not stop. He's refusing. He will die on the baseball field, closing a game. That's where Fernando Rodney's <laughs> life will end. I love this man so much. Uh, and you got to give credit where credit's due for someone that's still throwing the ball at 45 years old. He was old when he played here. I know. Yeah. That was a long time ago. I am aware ago. of that. I am he was, fully aware of that. He was 41 when he played here. We yeah. were saying he was over the hill. We throw Man. him in that conversation of the Diamondbacks acquiring older players <laughs> that are on the other side of their Five career. Five years ago. Yeah, right. Oh, man. Jesse? So do people want Fernando Rodney back yes. in Arizona? Yes. That's, yes. that's the question Why I have in my head. I mean, we brought Oliver Perez back last well, year. That's Whoa, true. That's give him a true. Shot. And it uh, looked good for about a week, and then it didn't look so good after that. But I don't even know if it, was, if it lasted a week. It might not have even. Yeah, it was like a couple of appearances. First, that was, that first was that. batter looked great. And yeah, all downhill. Hold on, let's just let's just give some stats from this year, shall we? Uh, in in uh, playing for Tijuana in the Mexican League, uh, he had a three point four six ERA in thirty nine games uh wow <laughs> uh game up. uh and then right now in the dominican winter league in three games he's allowed one hit in three innings of work no runs oh man come that's on. our guy <laughs> come on what's his agent's number let's get this man on the phone instantly the level of competition in the mexican league and the dominican winter league is definitely the what same happened, Jesse? Uh, major league quality yes you're, for sure uh, you're a monster i'm just telling you that right now uh but do you think anyway. he still does like do you think he still does the whole routine oh god he, he better to, oh god he he it's part of it's part is of the he package. closing games do we know that uh, i don't he's definitely re in relief because in three okay. games he only has three innings pitch so i imagine <laughs> sounds like he's closing I mean, could you imagine like Fernando Rodney's like an eight inning like starting pitcher <laughs> like like 250 innings or uh, something in the Mexican no, league I this year? No, I can't imagine that. I absolutely <laughs> can't imagine that. Uh, but of course, uh, not to discredit Fernando Rodney, but the Arizona Diamondbacks probably won't be uh, acquiring his contract any anytime soon. Uh, but there are some uh, organization all stars that have been uh, named that they probably will be knocking on the door of some of these guys really soon. Jesse, uh, who do we have as the D backs organization all stars? Now, these are within the minor league system, right? So yes. these would be minor league players that uh, are their players of the year at different positions. So lay it on us, Jesse. What do we got? Yeah, so this is done by MILB.com. Uh, they go position by position. Uh, across every uh, every big league organization, and they choose players from their from their minor league teams as being the organization all star at each of them. So at catcher, we have uh, Juan Centeno. I want hoping I'm saying that right. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, he's a 32 year old journeyman. Uh, the guy has been in the Diamondbacks oh. farm system for. Uh, for a long time. And <laughs> Sounds like they should call him up and put him in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah, clearly that's clearly that's the only reasonable course of action here. Um, yeah, I mean, he just had a really good year. Um, he made the um, 
uh, spent time both in Amarillo and Reno. And if you look at his numbers, uh, he just played really well. He set personal best in games, runs, hits, total bases, doubles, home runs, RBIs. He slugged 512. He had an 867 OPS. Uh, this was also his seventh minor league season uh, in which he batted at least 300. So um, he's 32. He's, you know, he's sort of like an organization guy. I'm not sure, um, you know, what his prospect of getting called up to the big leagues at some point looks like, but. Seems like he did everything he possibly could have done this <laughs> yeah, year. <for> so, sure. <laughs> just give him uh, the call, man. Yeah, just, just do give it. Him a call. Uh, <laughs> at first base, they have Leandro Cedeno, uh, who is most well known for hitting my car with a baseball <laughs> here in Phoenix that he hit in Amarillo uh, as a sod pool. Ah, that's but, where that landed. That's where it landed. It hit five hundred twenty-seven foot home run right and, into the Scion X. That's right. You know what? It's funny because it really did go into the parking lot, and I'm ninety-nine percent sure it hit someone's car. It probably did. Yeah, it had car. to have hit someone's car. But uh, <laughs> this man is a menace, and I can't wait to see him uh, hopefully in the Diamondbacks roster soon. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's just. I mean, he had a great year overall. Um, he finished the year. Uh, in double A and the Diamondbacks, I think, have some high hopes for him moving forward. I don't believe they technically have him under contract for next year. So he is a guy that they would have to sign back as a as a minor league free agent in order to have him back. Um, but um, but yeah, Josh Barfield said that uh, it's not just raw power, which, of course, you've all seen with the 527 foot home mm-hmm. run. That's what it um, is. yeah, you talked about him being a pretty good hitter at the same time and uh, having a shot to maybe, you know, progress into the big leagues at some point. He's only 24. Uh, so it's not like he's, you know, been in the minors for 10 years or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, he's an exciting young player. Who else we got? Second base, we have Christopher Torin. Ooh, Torin. I love Torin. Yeah, who is yeah. a 17-year-old uh, in yeah. rookie ball, mm-hmm. uh, which it is not common to see guys who are that young yeah. uh on a, on a list like this. Uh, but yeah, he had 53 hits and 50 games played. Um, he had 37 walks against just 20 strikeouts. Uh, he had 21 stolen bases as well and 899 OPS. Uh, so yeah, Josh Barfield was very impressed with, uh, with what Christopher Torin did and not a name we've really talked about a whole lot. He doesn't really show up on top prospect lists. It's pretty hard to show up on top prospect lists when you're 17 and you're that far away from the majors. Uh, but he's done pretty much everything you could possibly have hoped for. So I think the best thing there is there's 14 players across minor league that had a uh, with 200 plate appearances and a strikeout percentage lower than 10 percent, and he is one of them. So. And how many of them were 17? And how many old? of them were 17? Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Uh, like Michael McDermott said, he'll be on a prospect list next year, absolutely for sure. Uh, third base, Davison De Los Santos, who we've had a chance to yeah. see. Out no the surprise there. League. Right. Yeah. No surprise there. Dude's a beast, man. I saw him yesterday. Uh, he did not play, but he stood very close to me, and I didn't. I haven't had a chance. Like, kind of reminds me of the first time I see Alec Thomas because you get used to the terrible pictures uh-huh. from when they were in high school. That is the only thing you could find when you look them up uh-huh. on like a search engine. So it's like standing next to him makes you realize uh, just how much larger he's got. Yeah, in a relatively <laughs> short amount of time. He's a big dude. Yeah, Davidson De Los Santos is a monster. Yeah, yeah. he is a big dude, yeah. and. He's gonna he's he's gonna be making an impact pretty soon. I think we've seen him struggle a bit in Arizona Fall League, but again, like we've seen a lot of the Arizona prospects yeah. like struggle. It's not anything new. It's, we've seen a lot of prospects in general struggle. Zach Bean seems the only be, be the only one that's not having a hard time. It seems to there. be pretty league wide over the last 
two years. Yeah. I mean, last year, the the level of play at the Arizona Fall League was horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this year ain't much better. So I think, honestly, I think it's just a league. I don't put a whole lot of pull out of pull up put a whole lot of stock into yeah. into Arizona Fall League. I think stats. the reason why I think it's 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 kind of new to these guys is it really is like an all-star of minor leagues <laughs> in a way, right? So sometimes you are facing the top prospects and you haven't really faced that consistent level of competition yeah. elsewhere at times. Yeah. Plus there's a lot of pressure on, man. I mean, like I've said about Fall League, the 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 stands are filled with scouts, you know, and you're sitting there as as a fan or as a as a young player looking at all that and wondering about how today is going to impact your life your career you know i mean it seems drastic but there's a lot of there's a lot of pressure you could put yourself in uh, in a fall league situation i think versus being on a minor league team and just playing a normal season you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah and there's such a there's such a, a gap between like pitching as well so you yeah. get like you get like the top pitching prospects out there throwing 100 miles an hour i know and then yes. you got you got a uh the high a like yeah. like 20 year old out there throw like de los santos is just very raw yeah point. and, and, and so barely touched double a as, as a hitter like you can't you can't adjust to that like like it's hard to adjust go from 100 miles an hour to you know this kid who's 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 barely getting it over the plate yeah, right and can't, so can't make it in the strike zone but you're still swinging at the stuff because you're yeah, used to what you're yeah, saying yeah, the last yeah. Yeah, so sure. i don't put a whole lot of stock into the, into the arizona fall league uh, again another no surprise at shortstop was jordan lawler who uh, of course we've seen a lot of in the arizona fall league could you imagine well. if it wasn't jordan lawler <laughs> no <laughs> No, I can't. I, can't. I really can't. I, I can't even name another shortstop. <laughs> <laughs> he gets far more attention than anyone else, and for good reason. For uh, good Jordan reason. Lawler had a, a monster year. It's not often that you see a guy touch four different minor league levels in one season. And I mean, he was just drafted last year, so like this is his first full season of pro ball. And I think it's safe to say he he made the most of it. Yeah, he was yeah, he, he was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Who do we got in the outfield? In the outfield, we have uh, Dom Canzone. Hey, Dom Canzone. In a corner outfield spot. Uh, Dom Canzone in, in AAA this year. That's where he spent most of his time. He had an injury stint or two throughout the year. Um, he's a little different than a lot of the other outfield prospects the D-backs have. We've kind of gotten used to this, uh, you know, fast, like really good defender, um, you know, maybe not as much power sort of a profile because okay. there's, they have like seven of those guys. Where are you going point. with this? <laughs> Dominic Canzone actually has power is there where, I'm, is where okay. I'm going with this. You're um, like, you're like, we've, we're used to these handsome, <laughs> in shape, fast, good uh, outfielders. And then there's Dom Canzone. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. My buildup made it sound like I was about to say that Dom Canzone sucks or something, which he does not. Uh, Dom Canzone is, uh, he had a big, he had a big year for, uh, for the Diamondbacks in the minor leagues. Of course, AAA numbers, it's always hard to know how much to read into that. But, uh, but yeah, he's a guy who really is deserving of big league time next season. Uh, the power, I, I think, is is probably the most attractive asset there, just that right. the D-backs don't necessarily have a whole lot of that. Um, he is left-handed, so hey. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think he's a candidate to be moved in a trade, uh, frankly, uh, or maybe there's a way that they can find room for him on the big league roster next year. But 
he doesn't have much left to prove in the minors at this point. He really should get the nod in the big leagues pretty soon. I think the problem here, and for any of these outfielders we name, is the idea that they have to find a way to get time when this outfield is already stacked. It's stacked now on the major league roster as well as stacked with the guys that are ready to come up. So I think it's, I mean, it, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of pressure there. I think there is the ability for there to be a competition and perhaps bring the best out of some of these guys because they yeah. know that. It, we talked to Cooper Hummel and it's still one of the funniest conversations I've had with a player ever because he was so like, it wasn't even like a joke, but he was kind of just like, like looked at me like I was crazy when I was like, because I, I asked him like what he was doing out at Arizona Fall League. And he was like, I'm just trying to get some more reps behind the plate. And I was and and I said, oh, yeah, like, good luck, you know, playing in this outfield. He's like, have you or I was like, why? Why were you getting more rest behind the plate? And he's like, have you seen this outfield? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to play in this yeah. outfield ever again. Like, Poor guy. Ever. I know that now, you know, like and it's a, no, I mean, I think to me it was funny because he was he was doing it in a very joking way, but he was very serious and he was very like self-aware, like mm-hmm. the talent level out there has exceeded my ability to be as impactful as the players that they have, right? So it's like good luck getting playing time, not only with that, but with guys like this coming up. Yeah, and oh yeah, Drew Jones is coming up in three or four years. Like, (laughs) Who else do we got to round out the outfield? (laughs) Uh, We have Stone Garrett. Hey, that guy. I know that guy. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Uh, Friend of Cheerston Susel. Yes, right. Is it Susel? Susel. It's Susel. Okay. Because yeah, you keep saying that, and every time it just it's for it's on purpose. It just gets it's, at me. Anyway, it's to bother her. Uh, Stone Garrett has a lot of power. Um, he's a very buff man. There's no question about <laughs> a little that. A little bit. Uh, yeah. His role going into next year, again, it's hard to figure out how these things are going to shake out. The fact that he's a right-handed hitter certainly does his, him some favors moving forward. Um, and he had a good year for the D-backs. Like, it's hard to ask for much more than what he did after getting called up toward the end of the season. So we'll have to see. Michael McDermott <laughs> makes a good point. I don't see why Stone gets awarded, by, but Carroll did not. Uh, I think yeah. they're just tired of giving Corbin Carroll awards yeah. at this point. Yeah, maybe giving you all the flowers. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Scram. <laughs> well, you know what I love about Stone Garrett? What's that? that guy goes up there and he swings as hard as he possibly can <laughs> every single oh, time, yeah. no matter yeah. where that pitch is, no matter what his approach, right. he's going out there to hit that ball 527 feet, 528 feet. There's the normal swing, there's the contact swing, and then there's the and power then there's, swing. And then there's Stone there Garrett. There are no other buttons to Stone yeah, Garrett. Garrett. Just, it's circle all the <laughs> yeah, time. Stone Garrett's hitting circle. Isn't it square? <laughs> square, yeah. I think oh. circle is the contact swing. Maybe this is why I'm not good at this game. Yeah, it explains a lot. Derek plays MLB the show on rookie shut up you have to tell know. everybody you have to tell everybody that comes in here god uh, anyway uh who else we got we've we got, got dominic fletcher dominic fletcher the other dominic uh the other in AAA, and dominic fletcher is a very similar player to yeah. uh the prototype of outfielder the diamondbacks of uh, maybe prototype isn't the right word. Prototypical. Know. Prototypical. There yeah, we go. Sure. Hey, hey the D bass got a type. That's all they right. got a type. They, they sort of do. They sort of do. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dominic Fletcher is 5'9, um, 185 uh, pound, and he does hit left handed. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty similar profile to some of the other guys that have come up. Uh, he's a really good defender, he has a great arm. Uh, I think those are really what he's best known for, but he does have uh, a lot of speed as well. Um, so yeah, again, it's going to be tough to figure out, 
uh, how to get him in the lineup. I know Michael McDermott made a good point before. If, you know, maybe you don't want to trade guys necessarily because you want depth as well. You know, if if one of the guys at the big league level goes down, you've got one of these, you know, one of these guys in a good position to fill that spot. Um, but it's also, you know, Dominic Fletcher on another team would probably be a guy they would plug into the lineup yeah, for sure. on a consistent basis and really want to see what they have. So the D-backs have a lot of guys in that position right now. Last but certainly not least is Brandon Fott. Uh, our guy Brandon Fott getting the right-handed or the right-handed star getting the pitcher uh, uh, organization all-star. Uh, and, of course, no surprise there. He was no. their minor league pitcher of the year, uh, and he has just been uh, highly touted this entire time. So it's been great to see his success and it's exciting uh, to know that he is coming. Uh, that's one thing that the Diamondbacks have kind of been short on has been hopeful arms coming from the minor leagues. Now I will say Dre Jamison uh, has worked out much better and Ryan Nelson have both worked out much better than I think we could have ho- hoped for. Um, yeah. And hopefully we'll see the same out of fought when he gets called up inevitably. I imagine Pretty soon into next season. Yeah, it could be opening day. Uh, they could he keeps wait. Saying, maybe he keeps like, saying Brandon Fott's going to open. He's going to play on opening day. It's Every, possible. Yeah. It's possible. He's throwing it out there. It's never. It's not going to happen, but um, I love his I think it's possible just because <laughs> with the new collective bargaining agreement, teams are incentivized to have rookie of the year candidates on the roster from day one. He doesn't hear what he's saying. He's not going to start on opening day, Jesse. No, 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 All right. you're right. You're right. He's not going to be the opening day starter, but he could be in the starting rotation on opening day is the point I'm trying to make. They actually do have two more on this list. Brandon Fott's the right-handed oh, yeah. starter. Right-handed the starter. left-handed starter is Yumin Lin. What a weird way to categorize I know, it's pitchers. a little weird. Okay. Uh, Yumin Lin is their pick for left-handed starter. Uh, he just absolutely destroyed rookie ball and then went up to Visalia and continued to pitch extremely well. Yumin Lin has like seven pitches. Uh, it's oh my God. wild. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he hasn't really risen up prospect list too much yet just because a lot of scouts don't really know too much about him yet. Um, I think he's sort of flown under the radar, but, uh, but yeah, Bar- Josh Barfield said he's not fully physically developed yet. He still touches 93 miles an hour regularly. He's 19 years old. So okay. There Let's might go. be there throws, might be throws ninety three and has six other pitches. Let's yeah, go. yeah, that's <laughs> that's a pretty pretty compelling uh, pretty compelling uh, resume that he's already built. And then they also have a spot for a relief pitcher, hey. and that goes to Kyle Backus, who we've seen pitch in the Arizona Fall League quite a bit. Kyle Backus has well. looked pretty good in the Arizona Fall League at times. Definitely, we've seen him uh, have have some shutdown innings and have some pretty good stuff. So it's exciting to see, like, again, the prospects for the Arizona Diamondbacks tend to constantly be clouded by the uh, the, the the places that they play. So it's such a hard uh, it's a it's hard to judge the actual talent sometimes pitching wise that the Diamondbacks have when they're playing in Reno and in Amarillo, <laughs> as Jesse has detailed about those. Yes, Human Lynn was born in 2003. Yes, 2003. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what I'm really excited about? Um, I can't remember a time. When the D-backs had exciting, hard-throwing pitching prospects. Yeah, right. For the longest time. Mm. You know, we go back to the Kevin Towers days, right? He liked, he liked weird arm angles. He couldn't care less about how hard you threw. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> even up to... Uh, he, just, he just wanted you to be a submariner all the time. Yeah, and yeah. Success, so. like, and up till now, D-backs haven't had a hard thrower since, you know, maybe Yohan Lopez. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, and he wasn't prospect. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't exactly the best prospect. No. Um, 
I yeah, I can't remember the last time I've been excited about a D-backs pitching prospect. And now they got a bunch of them. Yeah. I yeah. think going it's got to be back to like, you know, Archie Bradley, Brandon Shipley yeah, back then. Threw, and, and it's he been threw pretty hard as a starter originally and then and he then got, lost it. And yeah. then threw hard as a and then he threw hard again as a yeah now he lost yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm it's it's really exciting just in general the the vibe around D backs baseball going going it's, into next year but it's yeah exciting. especially pitching yeah it, and again I think the thing about it is the ones that we were kind of skeptical of how they would do at a major league level based on their numbers from the minor leagues have kind of come up and 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 been awesome yeah. so like yeah. uh, again i i know that sometimes it's a matter of coming back down to earth or whatever but if ryan nelson and dre jameson can keep up similar production next season and we can add brandon fought to it you know there's there, there seems to be no limit to where this starting rotation yeah. could potentially go yeah especially when you talk about it being led by zach gallon as the ace and Merrill Kelly as the number two starter, or Merrill Kelly at that point might even fall in at a number three or number four. I mean, who knows? No, no offense uh, to Mainstay because he deserves to be uh, number one in everyone's hearts at the very least. <laughs> uh, uh, but that's their organization all stars. So that those are basically some minor league players for you to look out for. Not necessarily in the near future, but some of them in the near future for sure. There's a variety of guys peppered in there from 19-year-olds to uh, 32-year-old journeymen. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's the fun of minor league baseball. I also, I mistakenly said that Leandro Cedeno finished the year in double-A. He did hit triple-A at he the did. end of the he year. Yeah, and that's did. likely where he would start next year. Yep. So just wanted to correct that. Uh, Michael McDermott says, my prediction, Michael, do you just want to come in here? Just fucking come down. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Uh, Michael says, my prediction for Ryan Nelson is he's the team closer by the end of the 2024 season. That's a, that's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. We're going to have to archive that one and come back to that one and see if that one uh, We keep receipts right. around here. Yeah, Michael. we keep receipts. We keep receipts for sure. Uh, make sure to check out our friends at OG's if you haven't done so already. Of course, OG's is the leading edibles maker here in the state of arizona uh, and of course they've done something wonderful by giving us uh flavoring our dreams with one of the best sleep edition gummies you can find on the market don't sleep on these <laughs> that's a joke oh, but gosh. of course uh you heard yeah you heard yeah you heard me right i did that uh, of course uh check out og's new uh, sleep edition gummy it is a two to one thc to cbn ratio cbn is a compound that helps specifically with falling asleep and staying asleep and this sleep edition gummy is in their new aquaberry flavor so of course if you are interested in trying uh, OG's gummies. Make sure to check them out at their website online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. They have a wide variety of doses and flavors and strains for you to pick from. Uh, you can find them at your local dispensary. It must be 21 years or older to purchase. Hugs and Bugs says, I don't dream when I'm high. <laughs> oh, that's sad. I have the best dreams when I'm high, but of course. That's probably the best part, right? I mean, it's that's uh, a little bit, a little bit, um, a little bit. Sometimes they can be too real in the dreams. <laughs> but, uh, that's a whole other thing. Of course, uh, shout out to our friends over at Four Peaks Brewing Company. Of course, uh, spooky season is almost over. So make sure before it ends, you get a chance to go out to the A Street Pub and check out their haunted brewery tours, uh, which you can uh, participate in Monday through Wednesday, two tours per night. And while you're there, check out the chicken tenders. Uh, by the way, Totri calls Jesse Tendies. And he does. He does. My favorite nickname that I think I've ever heard anybody call. <laughs> because he thinks that I. He just, 
He says, I look like the casually. type of person. I know. He says, I look like the type of person who would order chicken tenders wherever I go. Yeah. Which, of course, is no, it's not. So he just comes in casually the other day when Jesse and I are eating in the break room and just says, what up, tendies? And that <laughs> made me fucking laugh. Harder I just than have gotten them. used to it. Yeah, he did, to he didn't bat an eye. He said, what? Yeah. What'd you call him? What'd you call him? I call him Torty now. Torty. Yeah, he's called Torty. People yes, like he, to misspell Tortry and make it Torty. It is Torty. It's kind he's of funny. So. Uh, but of course, uh, that's 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 the kind of joy that these people bring me. Uh, try <laughs> Four Peaks Brewing Company's beers if you don't get a chance to go down to the Haunted Brewery Tour, uh, wherever you get your beers. And make sure to enjoy them responsibly. <laughs> Must be 21 years or older. Uh, Elizabeth says, but everyone likes tendies. So <laughs> yeah, there is one person who orders chicken tendies everywhere they go is that at you? the table. And it's, is that you? It's not Jesse. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Listen, I have, a, Look. I have a sensitive tongue. <laughs> 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 and, and sometimes <laughs> I don't know what, what it's going to do. <laughs> Tendies are always the I same. I can't be getting this Fair jalapeno enough. burger. I don't know how my night's going to go after that. <laughs> oh, great stuff. Uh, of course, we have some updates from the American League Championship Series. The, <laughs> the evil Astros took a 2-0 lead over the evil Yankees. <laughs> and I don't know what. Like, it's, it, it's, it's, it's like I don't care. Uh, and I also fear that whoever comes out of this is going to be the winner. There is no real surprise here, I don't think. The Astros took care of business at home, right? So they did what they did, and now the New York goes back to New York. It's all about if the Astros can actually take care of business there. But uh, does anybody care who wins between this series? <laughs> no. I mean, really? No. I, d- I mean, baseball-wise, the Astros are probably the most complete team in all yeah. baseball. Yes. Yeah. But... <sighs> I mean, I'm I'm rooting for whoever goes out of the National League. I don't care. Right. I mean, like, no matter who it's comes not, out. It's not like there's there's a winner out of this series. No, there's no winner nobody, at all. Nobody's no, going to no. be rooting for them in the World Series, and it, like that's all that's all there is to it. It's going to be people that are that live in those towns yeah. and are fans of those. It's teams. Houston <laughs> and a bunch of bandwagons like in uh, New York, and like that's it. It's the worst case scenario, Jesse. Framber Valdez is a monster. I mean, he's yeah. so good. <laughs> But his he's, name's Framber, <laughs> <laughs> and he's had wow. to live. He's had to live like that his entire life <laughs> with Framber. I'd be a monster too, just in the fucking gym working out angry because my name was Framber. Framber Valdez in the regular season had a ground ball rate of sixty six point five percent. The next highest for a qualified starting pitcher is fifty six point seven. It's like ten percent higher ridiculous. than the next highest guy. And That's crazy. not only that, but he got twenty five whiffs. In yeah. the game yesterday, that is a lot of swing that and misses happen. in one game. No, twenty five is like insane. Uh, so to do what what he does, I mean, he might be the most underrated starter in baseball. I don't think it has been for a while. Yeah, he's, he's been, been doing this for a while. He's been really good for a while. Everyone knows Justin Verlander, who's who's probably going to win the Cy Young Award for good reason. But Framber Valdez is not far behind in in that battle, and he showed how good he can be. One thing I will say is that. Uh, Aaron Judge very nearly hit a home run in this game, and the exit velocity on that ball was 106 miles an hour, and it just fell short. Kyle Tucker made a nice play at the fence. Um, I don't know if it would have been a home run. I think he was more robbed of extra bases there. Uh, Alex Bregman hit a three-run home run, which was all of the runs that the Astros scored. The exit velo on that was 91 miles an hour, and I think the expected batting average was something like 040. 
So there's a case to be made. The Astros got a little lucky here with a 91 mile an hour batted ball going over the fence and scoring them three runs, whereas Aaron Judge fell short with 106. But, you know, baseball is going to be baseball and those kinds of things happen. So we can we, we can find out if it if it would have been a home run. Let's ask, uh, would it dong? Would it would dong? It dong. There you would go. it dong there is always go. a good source. We got to find it. We'll get there. We'll get there. You, get, you look that up. I'm going to give you guys a reason why. Look, we've said we are a Philly stand account. Uh, you guys voted for us to be a Padre stand account. Barely. Barely. Uh, but if we needed more evidence uh, as to why you might want to root for the Padres, because, of course, we're going to have to root for whoever comes out of the National League. Look no further than Joe Musgrove bringing a Polaroid camera into the dugout all season long and taking pictures of some of their favorite moments with said Polaroid camera. And I know Danielle can probably appreciate this because (laughs) he put together a wonderful collage of Polaroid pictures from their season kind of as a way to inspire them, but as a way to like also remember the good times. And like when asked about like Jack uh, Drixen Profar to look through all the pictures and pick his favorite, he just said, man, all of them. You know, like <laughs> it's like for someone, it's it kind of reminds me in a way. Like I annoy my friends sometimes with my selfie taking with them and my picture taking when we go out and do events. Right? I annoy most people with that. My wife, my friends, my coworkers. It's always so. Actually, they appreciate it. They know why I'm doing it. But uh, my wife and my friends hate it. Right? Until until I send them that little video that Apple made of our pictures from the weekend and then they're like, oh, and yes. I'm like, yeah, that's why I did that. Maybe Take next pictures time. wherever you go. That's right. Take candid pictures of your friends. That's right. Do it. Oh, the candid pictures are the best, especially right <laughs> when they're not looking. This, they're going to act like you said, they're going to act like they're going to be so annoying. They're like, oh, put the phone away. Be in the mo-. Right. No, yeah. you're going to want to remember these things. <laughs> this lady is the one that took the best picture of me ever. The picture of me and Tori laughing about Jesse uh, falsely uh, heckling him and using the F word around small children. It wasn't Jesse, <laughs> but it's still hilarious that Tori thinks it was. Now, Danielle took that picture of me. That's like, that is one of my favorite pictures I've ever, I've ever been a part of. And it's like, again, it is, it's all about those moments, right? It's all about, uh, especially even in the moment you don't want them taken for you to go back and see them at a later time. Uh, trust me, as someone that's lived quite a while and almost hated every picture I've ever been in, they're worth it, right? Oh, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Living quite a while and hating every picture you, you've been in until yeah. very yeah, recently. Absolutely. I can attest to that one. <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, just take candid pictures of your friends. Yeah. They'll get over it when they see the picture. Yeah, for sure. Um, so anyways, Aaron Judge. Oh. What a dong? Uh, what a dong in two of 30 MLB oh, ballparks. Oh, just two. Mm. Oh, well. Just two. Aaron Judge, I mean, Three, he was... 345... Um, launch angle twenty eight degrees, two of two of three. Does it tell you which ones it would dong in? I'm sure I'm sure we could find it somewhere. Right. <laughs> I didn't go that far. It exists somewhere. <laughs> Aaron Judge was one for four yesterday with a single, and these were his exit velocities. 111.7, 106.3. That's the one we just talked about. 103.9. That was a fly out. And then the single was 101.4. He hits the ball hard. So his his softest hit ball was his only hit. <laughs> All of the other ones were they were a line out uh, and then he had two fly outs. So anyone anyone making the case that Aaron Judge like sucks in the playoffs or something like that. Yeah. I don't really buy into it. It's such a small sample size and he's yeah. hitting the ball so hard. You know, it's not like he's striking out every time he's, he goes up there or anything. So 
Um, but yeah, the Yankees. Didn't Baseball win the game. is the dumbest game. It really is. It's the so dumbest stupid. game. It's, it's so, so stupid, stupid I it so and much. I love it so so much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Yankee Stadium would have had to have been the other one. Yeah. Would have been one. Yeah. yeah. Minute Maid and Yankee Stadium. Someone said Fenway. Well, it would have been Minute Maid because it was out at Minute Maid. Right, it was out, it was out, out at Minute Maid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, have, we have empirical evidence. It would not See, dog it. At least not with Kyle Tucker. <laughs> that's what I get for trusting Michael McDermott in the comments. Michael, you're you're done. Never mind. I reset my offer for you to come join us right now. Uh, Chase Field might be the other one. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good chance it might be Chase Field, the other one. Anyways. Oh, well, I'll tell you. We'll have a chance uh, for us to all love baseball together. Speaking of loving baseball, uh, <laughs> out at the Arizona Fall League Home Run Derby, uh, which is coming up. And we want you guys to come meet us out there. Uh, November 5th at Sloan Park, 6.35 p.m. Meet us out in the outfield. That's where we'll be. We will be out there. We will be waiting for fly balls. And we will be catching them. Jesse's going to bring a glove and protect me the whole time. Uh, so join us out there. Get your tickets uh, there. Uh, we might have some tickets to give away to some of you guys. So stay tuned for that. But make sure to put that on your calendar. November 5th, join us for some hot, hot Arizona Fall League home run derby action. And I'll no, be there too. Ah, there yeah. we go. Don't be She'll fooled by the picture shots of you. Don't, <laughs> don't, be, don't be fooled by the picture we just showed on the screen because it, it looks like the... You know, like the thing that's outside of Wrigley Field. Yeah. But we're not meeting at Wrigley Field. No. Don't, don't go to Wrigley Field. No, don't go to Wrigley Field. Yeah. So all of our Chicago listeners, make sure to show up here because we know there's so many of you. So <laughs> make the flight here and join us out at the Arizona Fall League. Uh, of course, new customers over at the DraftKings Sportsbook can bet $5 on any NBA team to win on Moneyline. And, bet, uh, and you'll get $200 in free bets if you team wins. Like the Suns did on opening night, right? This guy was there for it. Uh, I still loved his analogy about basketball, uh, higher seed being beat by a lower seed, right? Like because that really is something that most people just think of as being cool when it happens. It doesn't happen regularly. But when it happens in basketball, it just happens. No one says like, we need to change this playoff format. You know what I mean? Like, let's. I mean, it was a seven-game series, a little different, Whatever. maybe. You know but I mean. the Suns also didn't get a bye. That's so. right. That's true too. But anyway, it's been uh, five games for so long. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Nothing's changed. The, the, uh, it's just the, the excuses have changed. The always sunny meme. The, oh, is somebody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody get knocked out in the first round, yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, make sure to boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use our promo code of PHNX. Uh, that's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you will get those $200 in free bets should your Moneyline NBA bet win. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And also make sure to check out our friends at More Furniture. Of course, you want to get ready for NBA season. You want to. It's, it's going to be a long uh, Suns season of us winning all sorts of games. So make sure to make sure your house is ready. I said make sure twice there, and I don't even know how that was possible. But uh, <laughs> again, make sure your house is ready for basketball season. <laughs> make with, sure that make you sure, make, make sure, sure <laughs> that you make sure. More furniture fall sale over at morefurniture.com. You receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend. Uh, I'd like to thank Danielle so much for joining us. Thank you so much for being here and and for the picture of me and Tori. That's still, I <laughs> yeah. can't thank you enough for that. That's uh, why you got the invite. That's really yeah, why you got just... the invite. Uh, Michael McDermott, his invite has been rescinded. Of course, we covered yeah. that. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Of course, in the meantime, you can get us on Twitter 
I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse N. Friedman. Danielle is at Danielle. Yes. Danielle. <laughs> nice. Of course, uh, our show is at PHNX underscore DVACs. And all roads lead to at PHNX, PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking time to join us today. We thank you so much. Uh, on behalf of everyone here, we appreciate you guys. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun. But it's so much more fun when you stop making excuses for why the Dodgers got knocked out of the playoffs. <laughs>